Hallelujah. All right. So today, as you've probably already guessed, we're talking about the number 10. Hallelujah. You know, so speaking about 10 in scripture and, uh, you know, and just 10. Um, also, we're talking about 10 in Yah, you know, because, uh, you know, um, I had to borrow from, uh, from Yah's creation in order to see the fullness of see the fullness of this and so you know um yeah that's 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 just delve into it so we can see what i'm talking about all right so because man was originally made in the likeness and image of elohim we can know what y'all thinks of the number 10. for all of man's power is summed up in the number 10. you know power in scripture speaks to um speaks to the hands you know um especially the right hand you know um but the powers and the works of a person is symbolized by their hands and you have two hands with 10 digits on yeah. you know and so this is the extremity of that of those powers or, or the fullness thereof this is as far reaching as they go right you know as well as man's support you know which speaks to man's feet you know which supports man you know and knowing that that uh man was made in the image and likeness of elohim we know that that elohim is made likewise you know and so the number 10 you know speaks to the fullness the fullness of uh of 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 whatever you know um much many additionally other every other number is found within the number 10. you know think about it for a second the number 10 contains every single digit numbers one through nine you know it's the only oh uh, well it's, it's the well it's not the only number to do that once you get in double digits they all do that but it's the first one to do that you know again showing that it speaks to the fullness of all things, you know, um, for you have everything else contained within it or that which is full, if you would. So, you know, like the, um, it can also speak to many, many of something or much of something as well as all of something and everything, you know? And so to further illustrate this, consider that if you add up all the digits from one to 10, you get, you get 55, you get a type of 10 for five plus five is 10, you know? So if you add one through 10 together, you get 55 and five plus five is 10. The only other number that does that um, is the number nine, you know? Uh, but then you also um, have the number nine contained in the number 10, right? You know. So thereby showing that the number 10 entails it all. You know, that said, when we see the number 10 in scripture, we should think all, every, much, and fullness. Scripture bears witness to this concept in relation to the tithe or the tenth. You know, because tithe means tenth, which is always associated with all of something, you know. Let us consider that. We're going to take a look at the tithe. Yeah. 
Genesis 14, 17 through 20 and Deuteronomy 14, 22, Deuteronomy 26, 10 through 12. Can I get my first reader to read these passages, please? Genesis 14, 17. And the king of Sodom went out to meet him after his return from the slaughter of Kedar Laomer. And the kings that were with him at the valley of Shaban, which is the king's dale. And Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought forth bread and wine, and he was the priest of the Most High Elohim. And he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abram of the Most High Elohim, possessor of heaven and earth. And blessed be the Most High Elohim, which hath delivered thine enemies into thy hand. And he gave him tithes of all. Deuteronomy 14.22 Thou shalt truly tithe all the increase of thy seed that the field bringeth forth year by year. Deuteronomy 26.10 And now, behold, I have brought the firstfruits of the land which thou, O Yahuwah, hath given me. And thou shalt set it before Yahuwah thy Elohim and worship before Yahuwah thy Elohim. When thou hast made an end of tithing all the tithes of thine increase the third year, which is the year of tithing, and hast given it unto the Levite, the stranger, the fatherless, and the widow, that they may eat within thy gates and be filled. Hallelujah. Okay, I, I pray that you saw that the tithe is, all, is, is, is usually associated with awe. Like in Genesis 14, 20 says, and blessed be the most high Elohim, which have delivered thine enemies into thy hand. And he gave him tithes of all, you know, um, so thereby showing that the tithe or the tenth, you know, speaking to all, you know, so it's not a tenth of a portion. It's always tenth of all, you know, um, also Deuteronomy 14, 22, thou shalt truly tithe all the increase of thy seed. Again, we see that the tithe is associated with all, not with some, but all, you know, that the field bring it forth year by year. And then also in Deuteronomy 26, 12, it also bears witness. It says, when thou hast made an end of tithing all the tithes of thine increase the third year. So you always see it's associated with all. Now, for instance, you know, let's take a look at um, first fruits, which is being mentioned in verse 10 of Deuteronomy 26. It says, and now behold, I have brought the first fruits of the land. Take note, it's not associating it with all. It's just the first fruits of the land. Could have just as easily have said with all the first fruits of the land, right? You know, but it doesn't because it's not associated with all. You know, but here you just have the first fruits of the land. But whenever it speaks to that tenth, it's always associated with awe. Consider Matthew Yahoo 23, 23. It says, Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for ye pay tithe of mint and anise and cumin and have omitted the weightier matters of the law, judgment, mercy, and faith. These ought ye to have done and not leave the other undone. Now, can you see? that even in this parable concerning the tithe, Yahshua is still referencing all. 
And the problem that he has with the Pharisees and the scribes is that they did not give Yah a tithe of all. They omitted some. They gave him a tithe, you know, um, they gave him the tithe of, of the lesser things, the, the mint, the anise, the cumin, but not the weightier things, not the things that was of most value, such as judgment, mercy, and faith. That they did not give to Yah. Can you see that? You know, so it's still associated with all. And that was the problem that he had with their tithing. They didn't tithe of all. Also, consider Leviticus 27, 30 through 34, which um, gives the command to tithe. It says, in all the tithe of the land, whether of seed of the land or of the fruit of the tree, is Yahuwah's. It is holy unto Yahuwah. And if a man will at all redeem all of his tithes, he shall add thereto the fifth part thereof. You know, so... Yeah, I'm saying if you know if if you have to view some of his, you gotta pay interest. <laughs> How about that? Yeah, I'm saying if you gotta borrow from him, you gotta pay interest. You know, because I gave you your own. I gave you your own. So so um the fact that you have a tithe, it speaks to I gave you your own. Amen. Because a tithe is 10% of all. Your increase. So the fact that you have an increase speaks to y'all gave you something, yeah. right? So you should have no reason to use his. So he says, if you do, then yeah, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna need I'm gonna need a twenty percent um, tax on that. You know, you're gonna have to add a fifth to it. Amen. You know. Uh, verse 33, he shall not search whether it be good, neither um, good or bad, neither shall, uh, oh, I'm sorry, um, I forgot 32, verse 32, and concerning the tithe of the herd, you know, also got to give a tithe of the herd, got to give a tithe of all, right, or of the flock, even of whatsoever passive under the rod, the tenth shall be holy unto Yahuwah, and so what they used to do is they used to um, have this rod and it, and it would have like some paint on it or something, you know, and as the animals um, passed under the rod, you know, they would, the temp, every temp, they'll just drop the rod and mark them. And all those that were marked belong to Yah. Amen. You know, and so this is why he's saying he should not search whether it be good or bad. You know, don't be trying to, you know, when they pass under the rod, you just count 10 and whatever one that that rod land on on the 10th one, that's y'all. Don't be checking it out and seeing if it's good or bad. You know, neither shall you change it. You know, and he says, if he changed it at all, then both it and the change shall be holy and it shall not be redeemed. Y'all wasn't playing, was he? <laughs> says, these are the commandments which Yahuwah commanded Moshe for the children of Israel in Mount Sinai. You know, so I pray that you can see that the tithe, the tenth, speaks to all. It speaks to all, you know, and um, so it is whenever you see the number 10, think all, think much, think, think um, everything. Amen. All right. 
you know, um, that said, let us consider the parable of the 10 virgins. Let me have my next reader read Matthew Yahoo 25, 1 through 13. Then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins, which took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. And five of them were wise, and five were foolish. They that were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. While the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight there was a cry made, Behold, the bridegroom cometh, go ye out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps, and the foolish said unto the wise, Give us of your oil, for our lamps are gone out. But the wise answered, saying, Not so, lest there be not enough for us and you. But go ye rather to them that sell, and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and they that were ready went in with him to the marriage, and the door was shut. Afterward came also the other virgin, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Verily I say unto you, I know you not. Wherefore, therefore, or watch therefore, for ye know neither the day nor the hour wherein the Son of Man cometh. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay, so now that we know what the ten rep, number 10 represents, we know that this parable is about which versions? What was that? All versions. This, this parable is about the kingdom of heaven being likened unto all versions. You know, um, and saying that they, they took their lamps and they went forth to meet the bridegroom. You know, five of them were wise and five were foolish. You know, so what he's telling you, you know, is that it's not enough that we just be virgins in and of itself. It's not, that's, that's, not gonna, that's not gonna get you in. You know, it's not enough that you, that's a good thing, don't get it wrong. You know, don't get me wrong. That's a good thing that, that, that you're a virgin. You know, meaning you, you haven't, you know, served any um, other gods, you know, so that's a good thing that you're a virgin, but that in and of itself is not good enough. Did you hear me? It's not good enough. And you've only served one God and you only served Yahuwah Elohim, but you don't have any oil in your lamp, meaning you don't have any light. You're still in trouble. Amen. Mm. You know, now one of the things I want to point out is verse five. It says they all slumbered and slept. Mm. So all the virgins slumbered and slept. The wise ones wasn't woke all the time. That's not what made them wise. Amen. That's not what made them wise. They all slumbered and slept. You know, and to slumber and sleep speaks to be in ignorance. Amen. Now, another thing I want to point out is verse seven. All the virgins arose. So even the foolish virgins, they arose. They heard the call. They heard the call of the bridegroom and they arose from their sleep. 
Can you see that? Yeah. You know, so that's important too. You know, because some people think just because they're woke, you know, and it's just because they're a virgin and they're woke, they're awake, that they made it. No. I mean, it's a good thing that you're a virgin. It's a good thing that you're awake. But that's not gonna. That's not. That's not gonna get you in. That's not gonna get you into the marriage. You know. That's not. That's not good enough. You have to have oil in your lamps. That is, you have to have light, because the oil in the lamps is going to give the light. So you have to have. What do they need to have, Aiden? Which brings what? Which represents what? Knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. So you can't be foolish and think you're going to get into the marriage. You're not going. You're not going to go to the marriage if if you're foolish. Just because you're a virgin, just because you're awake. If you're foolish, you don't have wisdom. You don't have understanding. You don't have knowledge of Yah and His His doing. Then you're still not going to get in. You know, and when you go to try to get these things to purchase it from those who who sell it, by the time you get back, the bridegroom is gonna already done been uncame. And those who were ready will go into the marriage. This is why you know Revelation speaks of the bride hath made herself ready. Those who are ready, they're gonna go in. And those who aren't, the door is gonna be shut on them. You know, and they're gonna they're gonna get it, you know, because they're virgins, because they're awake. They're gonna eventually they're gonna be able to go and they're gonna get it, but it's gonna be too late. And they're gonna get to the door and they're gonna say, Lord, Lord, open to us. And he's gonna say, Verily I say unto you, I know you not. Too bad, so sad. So Yahshua gives an admonishment in verse 13. He says, watch, therefore, watch. And to watch is to be awake. You know, to have your eyes open, that means to look. To look is to understand. Now you're getting some of that understanding. You're getting some of that knowledge. You're getting some of that wisdom. You're putting oil in your laps. Amen? You know, so... Yes, this is this speaks to the virgins. Which virgins? This is beyond the scope, I know, but I'm, I'm gonna go there anyway. Okay, so who's the virgins that this is speaking of? Yes, where, where, where might I find? Where, where, where might I find? Where, where might I read about? Them? Where might I read about them? I want to read about them. Revelation, where? Two. One and two. Specifically. Revelation 7. The 144,000, exactly. Does it not say they're all virgins? Yeah, I see that. Oh. 
Isn't that what it say about him? None of those other passages don't really speak about them being virgins, do it? But Revelation 7 specifically speaks to the virgins. Selah. The wise ones are watching. Right? All right. Now, with that in mind, with that in mind, remember what I just said. With that in mind, right? Let's take a look at the 10 lepers. Mm -hmm. 10 lepers is found in Luke 17. Let me have my next reader read Luke 17, 11 through 19, please. And it came to pass as he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. Mm -hmm. And as he entered into the center village, certain, and entered into a certain village, there met he met him ten men that were lepers, which stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Yahushua, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said unto them, Go, show yourselves unto the priests. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and, and with a loud voice glorified Elohim and fell down on his, on his face at his feet, giving him thanks, and he was a Samaritan. And Yahushua answered him, saying, and Yahushua answered, saying, where there were there not ten cleans, but where are the nine? Then they are not found that return to give glory uh, glory to Elohim, save this stranger. And he said unto him, Arise, go thy way. Thy faith has made thee whole. Hallelujah. All right. So, uh, in order to uh, in order to see some of this, we have to have to uh, understand, like you know, some of uh, the meanings behind some of the names, like Samaria. Samaria speaks to a watchtower and Galilee, a circuit. A watchtower, you know, speaks to where they would keep the watches, right? You know, and the circuit speaks to, you know, it actually speaks to the way of Yah, you know, the circuit in which, you know, Yah is set forth, you know. Have you noticed that we, we walk in a circuit? You know that the way of Elohim is a circuit. You know it 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 start has a starting point and it goes around and it comes back to that starting point again and it goes around again. Amen. You know so. Uh, now it says in, in verse twelve it says that as he entered into a certain village there met him ten men that were lepers. You know now we know what the number ten represents so. Um, what men are are we talking about? All men that were lepers. Amen. You know, and so you know, this is this is a uh, isn't presented as a parable, but it's a parable. Amen. Mm -hmm. You know, and so 
And, and what it's teaching us is that Yahshua came to heal all men, to cleanse all men. Amen. Yes. You know, um, and it says there met him 10 men or all men that were lepers, which stood afar off. You know, so uh, off the rip, off the rip, we just should formulate a picture in your mind. You know, who are those who are, are far off from Yah? Christians. The Gentiles. Yeah, not the Gentiles. You know, they were the ones who were far off because they had not, they had, they had not the covenant of Elohim. You know, and so you know, they 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 couldn't come come to him because he was they were unclean. They were like lepers. They were outside the camp. Amen. This is why they stood afar off. Everybody with me? Yeah. All right. You know. They lifted up their voices and said, Yahushua, Master, have mercy on us. And that's what this, what this is really about, you know. Now, let's continue on. It says, and when he saw them, he said unto them, go show thyselves unto the priest. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. Hallelujah. You know, and it says, and one of them, one. Now, the number one represents what? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So we're talking about Yah's one. Amen. You know, uh, when now one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back and with a loud voice glorified Elohim. Turned back. What's that a picture of? Conversion. Absolutely. Repentance does not mean to turn back. You know, it is a picture of conversion. Conversion means to turn back, to turn around, to go the other way. Amen? So here it is. We're talking about one that was converted unto Yah. Woo, that's some good stuff. Um, Y'all don't know how good that is. Um, now, it says, and with a loud voice glorified Elohim. And fell down on his face at his feet. What's that a picture of? Worship, absolutely. And giving thanks to him, giving him thanks, and he was a Samaritan. <gasps> he was a watcher. Yes. 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 Now, were Samaritans Israelites? No. They just lived in the land. Right. You know, they learned some of Yah's ways, but they weren't Israelites. They just lived in, in the place that Yah had put them. Say mm -hmm. lie. Verse 17. And Yahushua answered, answering, saying, Were there not ten cleansed? Yahshua came and cleansed everyone. Right. Amen. Yeah. But where are the nine? Mm -hmm. Anybody remember what the number nine represented? Yeah, but that's not what we're looking for. So, what'd you say, Aiden? Judgment. Yes, the other nine were in judgment. This is what Paul talks about, you know, when he when he speaks about, you know, they were put to sleep so that the Gentiles can come in. Remember that? Yeah. Remember the previous, remember the previous um parable we went over? 
10 versions, who all slept? All right, something should be clicking. You know, now it says, there are not found that return to give glory to Elohim, save this stranger. Can you not see that this is a picture of the Gentiles coming in? Out of all those cleansed, it was the stranger that came, that came back. It was the stranger that was converted. It was the stranger that worshiped at his feet. It was the stranger that gave him thanks. It was a stranger that was watching. I praise and see that. Remember that other parable. He, he warned you, watch. So here it is, we have a watcher. We have a watcher, Samaritan. That's a watcher. He's in the watchtower. He's awake. Pray y'all can see that. Say la. Then we had a parable of the 10 minas. KJV calls them pounds. It's found in Luke 19. Let me have... Um, my next reader read Luke 19, 11 through 19. Who has the mic? And as they heard these things, he added and, and spake a parable because he was knighted Jerusalem and because they thought that the kingdom of Elohim should immediately appear. He said, therefore, a certain nobleman went into a far country to receive for himself a kingdom and to return. And he called his ten servants and delivered them ten pounds and said unto them, Copy till I come. Occupy till I come. But his citizens hated him and sent a message after him, saying, We will not have this man to reign over us. And it came to pass that when he, had, he was returned, having received the kingdom, that he commanded these servants to be called unto him, to whom he had given the money, um, that he might know how much every man had gained by trading. Then came the first, saying, Adonai, thy pound hath gained ten pounds. He said unto them, Follow thou, good servant, because thou hast been faithful in a, little, a very little, have thou authority over ten cities. And the second came, saying, Adonai, thy pound hath gained five pounds. And he said likewise to him, be thou also over five cities. Hallelujah. It goes on in, in verses 20 through 27. My next reader, please. And another came, saying, Adonai, behold, here is thy pound, which I have kept laid up in a napkin. For I feared thee, because thou art in Waster, man, thou takest up that thou laidest not down, and leavest that thou didst not sow. And he said unto him, Out of thine own mouth will I judge thee, thou wicked servant. Thou knowest that I was an austere man, taking up that I laid not down the reaping that I did not sow. Wherefore then gavest not thou my money into the bank, that at the coming I might have required mine own with usury. And he said unto them that stood by, take from him the pound and give it to him that hath ten pounds. 
And they said unto him, Adonai, he hath ten pounds. And I said unto you, that unto every one which hath shall be given, and from him that hath not, even that he hath, even that he hath shall be taken away from him. But those mine enemies, which would not that I should reign over them, bring hither and slay them before me. Mm. Hallelujah. Okay, so this is a parable um, about how many servants? All servants. Amen. This is a parable about all servants. You know, now it's a lot here, and I, and I was running out of time, so I couldn't um, delve into everything, you know, but the essence of the parable, that's what I want to speak to. You know, um, you know, one of the most important points that Yah, Yahshua is making in this in this parable, you know, um, you know, can be seen in in him giving the servant that had five, um, that had five pounds or minas when he came and giving them 10 pounds or minas and taking the one pound or mina from the one that just had the one that laid it up in the napkin. You know, he didn't lose any, you know, uh, but he took it from took it from him and gave it to the one who had 10. Now this speaks to 10 representing, you know, much, you know, or all, you know, or many, because, you know, you can see it's evident in verse 25, you know, verse 24 says, you know, take from him the pound and give it unto him that have 10 pounds. And verse 25, you know, they're astounded. And they said unto him, Adonai, he have 10 pounds. So you can tell like, you know, you know, um, it's implied that he had a lot already, you know, he had much. And that's what the number 10 speaks to um, as well, you know, but he tells them, to take that which he have and, and, and give it to the one with the much anyway. You know, now, what is Yahshua trying to get across to us in this parable? Can can anybody see what he's trying to get across to us in this parable? It's hard to see. So if, if you don't see it, I'm not gonna hold it against you. You know, because uh, this one, this one's hard, hard to see. And in fact, like you, you, you know. You, you really have to know his sister parable in order to, you know, to really see it clearly, you know, but anyone want to take a guess? That was a good try, you know, uh, but not quite. Um, where he's a servant, so, you know, um, yeah, you know, but, but no, that's not, that's not what I'm looking for. I mean, it's it's clearly seen in the parable. Anyone else? What do you say, Tony? Um. Well, that's kind of what the um the guy who put who laid it up in the napkin. He was comfortable with what he had. Nah. He wants you to use the, the talents that he's given you and, and multiply them to make them, you know, uh, even even more than what he's giving you. So he's giving you a little, but he wants you to, to, to spread it out so that there's much to be given for many. Man, you, you, you're batting 100 today. Oh, okay. You know, um, what's another word for that? Hmm? No. Nobody else? 
Think business. What's another what's another Profit. word? Profit. Oh. He wants ye to be profitable. He wants us to be profitable servants. Now take note that none of his servants lost anything that he gave them. Did anybody lose anything? In fact, the guy that he took the pound from or the meaning from, he still had, had it whole just the way he gave it to him. What y'all is trying to get across is that if you're not profitable, you're not worth anything to him. So he don't want us to just be servants. He wants us to be profitable servants. Are we bringing an increase in for him? Are we taking what he has given us and compounding it? Or are we just sitting on it? Can you see? This is what Yah wants. He don't want us to just you know, take what he's given us and just sit on it. This is what the guy that laid it up in the knocking did. He said he was afraid, you know, he didn't want to take no risk. And so as a result, he just laid it up and did nothing with it. And Yahshua did not appreciate that. He didn't appreciate that. You know, and because of that, he took what he had and gave it to the one who had brought in the most for him. Can you see that? Now, this is really important, you know, that you be able to see this because this is what it's about. You know, these are the ones who will rule and reign with him. These are his servants that are profitable. They're the ones who are going to rule and reign with him, which is which were given we're given that indication in verse 17. It says, have thou authority over 10 cities. If he has authority over 10 cities, that means he's ruling over 10 cities. Amen. And if Yahshua has come back as king, then that means he's ruling and reigning with Yahshua. But you have to become profitable servants. Just to serve him is not enough. Amen. It's a real big lesson in that, right? Now, the other thing that number 10 speaks to are y'all's commandments. You know, and it's kind of obvious, you know, um, you know, because the tithe, you know, actually means the temple, you know, so it's labeled with the number 10. And so are the 10 commandments that y'all gave, right? Also labeled with his number 10, the temple. You know, um, in Deuteronomy 4, 9 through 14, it says, only take heed to thyself and keep thy soul diligently, lest thou forget the things which thine eyes have seen, lest they depart from thy heart all the days of thy life, but teach them thy sons, but teach them thy sons and thy son's sons, especially, especially the day that thou stoodest before Yahuwah thy Elohim in horror. When Yahuwah said unto me, gather me the people together and I will make them hear my words that they may learn to fear me all the days that they shall live upon the earth and they shall teach their children. 
and he came near and stood under the mountain and the mountain burned with fire and unto the midst of, the, of heaven and the darkness and clouds and thick darkness and Yahuwah spake unto you out of the midst of the fire. Ye heard the words, you heard the voice of the words, but saw no similitude, only ye heard a voice and he declared unto you his covenant which he commanded you to perform even 10 commandments. And he wrote them upon two tables of stone. See, and nobody gets this. Nobody gets this in this day and time. And it's sad. It's so sad. They don't get that the covenant of Yahuwah is, direct, is in direct correlation with his commandments. His covenant, we're being told here, is his Ten Commandments. And he declared unto you his covenant, which he commanded you to perform, even Ten Commandments. Can you see that he's depicting the covenant, the Ten Commandments as his covenant and vice versa? So how are you going to enter into a new covenant or a re renewed covenant that don't have any commandments? When the covenant are the commandments and the commandments are the covenant this is what you're agreeing to it's a contract and there's words of a contract there's always words to a contract otherwise what you're contracting to Verse 14, and Yahuwah commanded me at that time to teach you statutes and judgments that ye might do them in the land whither ye go over to possess it. You know, and so, yes, you know, Yah's covenant, his commandments, also, um, the number 10 also speaks to his commandments, his covenant, you know, with his people. With that in mind, let us consider the parable of the lost coin. Anybody remember the parable of the lost coin? Mm -hmm. All right. So it's found in Luke 15. It's verses 8 through 10. It reads, it says, either what woman having 10 pieces of silver, if she lose one piece, do of not light a candle and sweep the house and seek diligently till she find it. And when she have found it, she calleth her friends and her neighbors together saying, rejoice with me, for I have found the piece which I had lost. Likewise, I say unto you, there is joy in the presence of the angels of Elohim over one sinner that repent. Hallelujah. Yeah. All right. Now, this is a short parable, but it's, it's, it's pretty deep. It's kind of in depth. You know, so hereby we learn that the woman finding her piece of silver is likened unto a sinner repenting. So first of all, we have a woman that have 10 pieces of silver. Um, so they have how much silver? All silver. You know, now what else do the number 10 represent? The commandments. So can we see that these 10 pieces of silver speaks to the 10 commandments? Is that too far of a stretch for you? Silver speaks to truth. The commandments are the words of Elohim. The words of Elohim are truth. John 17, sanctify them with thy truth. Thy word is truth. Amen? You know, so 
what we have here is a woman having 10 pieces of silver, having the 10 commandments, having the covenant of Yah, right? If she lose one piece, oh, I think I'm getting ahead of myself. All right. Hereby we, we um, learned that the woman finding her, her piece of silver is likened unto a sinner repenting, thereby making the woman a sinner, right? Yeah. And finding and the finding of the piece of silver repentance. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. Everybody with me? Yeah. You know, so if he's giving us a parable, and he says that the woman finding her piece of um, silver is likened unto a sinner repenting, mm -hmm. right? Now, thereby making the woman a sinner and the finding of, the, of a piece of um, silver repentance. Everybody with me? Everybody see that? Now, ask yourselves, what is the one thing that causes one to repent? What was that? No, sorry, not spring sour. What was Compunction? No. Break the law. Yes, that will cause. Yes, um, that will cause one to repent when you break. When you break his commandments, uh, you know. So, what is? What did she lose? What is the silver? That's what I'm looking for. Absolutely. She lost a piece of truth. She had 10 commandments. She lost one. She lost a piece of truth. The silver represents truth. Right? Yeah. You know, so she had she had all the truth, but she lost some. She lost a piece, right? You know. So what did she do? You know, now that we can see that uh, what Yahushua was speaking of, even of her losing some truth, can you see who the woman who the woman speak to? Who does the woman speak to? Church. Yes, but I'm looking for the priest. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, the woman speaks to the priesthood. The ironic priesthood. All right. Now, what the 10 pieces of silver speak to? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. So the 10 pieces of silver speaks to the 10 commandments. Now, if so, which piece did she eventually lose? No, sir. No, sir. Exactly. Absolutely. Man, y'all cooking with grease today. <laughs> exactly. The one that was lost was Shabbat. Isn't that still a hot topic now today? In fact, you know, it truly wasn't revealed until the Dead Sea Scrolls actually was unearthed. Say lot. You know, but that's the one that was lost. The others have been there all along, right? Yeah. No one debates about the other nine, right? 
everyone accepts the other nine at face value, right? The only one that they have a problem with is the fourth one, the Shabbat. Amen? That's the one that was lost. So what does she do? What does the candle speak to? No, that's what the light speaks to. What the candle speak to? Church. The church. Uh, yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, who does she represent? What did she go grab? Don't they go together like hand and glove? Don't the priest go together with the with the church like hand and glove? And then she lit it. That's the wisdom, the understanding, and the knowledge. Now that she has the light, what she began to do? Clean the house. Hallelujah. What is this cleansing of the house? What is what does it speak to? Uncleanliness, definitely. You know, um, it does speak to the word. It speaks to you cleaning up the house. You, you, you're, you're cleaning out everything that's unclean. And you're, you're, you're making, and it says, and seeking diligently. You're looking for the places where you have went astray. You're looking for where you are unclean at. Can you see that? And you're cleaning things up so that you can better see. Amen? And it says that she does this until she finds it. Right? And it says, and when she have found it, hallelujah, she calleth her friends and her neighbors. Now, what is meant by her calling her friends and neighbors together? Say again. Yes. It's um, she's calling her friends and neighbors. Absolutely. You know, now what you think she calling them together for? Absolutely, to keep your butt. And then it says, and rejoice with her. What does what does this speak to? Absolutely, Aiden. Being persecuted. When Yahshua, Yahshua taught us that to rejoice in him is to be persecuted. Rejoice, rejoice, be exceedingly glad when you're persecuted for my name's sake or for righteousness sake. Can you see by them keeping Shabbat, they'll be persecuted? Can you see that in there? Yes. It's a lot in these, little, these three little verses, right? She says, rejoice with me. For I have found the peace which I had lost. The priests are coming forth and they're saying, I found that which was lost. 
It's the Sabbath. Come together with me and keep it. Let's keep it in spite of what the world says. Right. Even in the face of persecution. Woo! And when that happens, there is joy in the presence of angels of Elohim over one sinner that repents. That's all I have for you today. Prayer was a blessing. Yeah.